0: Never have I showed myself unto man whom I have created, for never has man believed in me as thou hast. Ether 3.15 Hey listeners, this is Xander from Book of Mormon Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, Why did Jesus say, Never have I showed myself unto men? What starts out in Ether 2-3 through as a question and answer session about how to build ocean-worthy barges ends with Jesus revealing himself to the brother of Jared in an extraordinary theophany. Consistent with a pattern found in ancient temple worship, the Lord first revealed only part of his body, his finger, from behind the veil, and then afterward his entire premortal personages. Regarding the significance of this sacred encounter, Jesus declared, Never have I showed myself unto man whom I have created, for never has man believed in me as thou hast. This statement has perplexed many readers and scholars of the Book of Mormon. Does it mean that none of the righteous men and women who lived before the brother of Jared were visited in person by Jesus Christ? While straightforward, this interpretation doesn't seem possible because there is scriptural evidence that prophets who lived before the brother of Jared, such as Enoch, had in fact entered into the presence of the Lord. That being the case, what could Jesus have meant? Over the years, various possible interpretations have been proposed. A Matter of Degree Some commentators, including Joseph Fielding Smith and Bruce R. McConkie, have understood that Jesus revealed himself in a unique manner or to an unprecedented degree when speaking to the brother of Jared. To help convey this idea, Elder McConkie rephrased Ether 315 as follows. Never have I shown myself in the manner and form now involved. Never has there been such a complete revelation of the nature and kind of being I am. Never before has the veil been lifted completely, so that a mortal man has been able to see my spirit body in the full and complete sense of the word. The Meaning of Man Sidney B. Sperry suggested that the word man in Ether 315 may be a collective description of mankind. The vast majority of whom haven't attained faith like unto the brother of Jared. In other words, never have I showed myself unto mankind, collectively speaking, whom I have created, for never has mankind believed in me as thou hast. A collective understanding of man may be warranted by looking back at the distinction made in verse 14. In that verse, Jesus declared that in him all mankind will have life but he seems to clarify that only those who have faith become my sons and my daughters. Concerning these statements, Bruce K. Satterfield has commented, To me, this distinction seems to indicate that God appears to his sons and daughters, but not to man. Jesus as the Son Kent P. Jackson has proposed that when Jesus appeared to other individuals, before the brother of Jared, he appeared only as Jehovah. In his capacity as a representative of the Father. Yet when showing himself to the brother of Jared, he may have come specifically as Jesus Christ in his capacity as the Son. Lending support to this possibility is that Jesus drew attention to this dual aspect of his identity in the immediately preceding verse Behold, I am Jesus Christ, I am the Father and the Son. One advantage of this interpretation, according to Jackson, is that it avoids the ambiguity of some other approaches, allowing readers to take the Lord's statement literally as it stands. Compelling Faith Daniel H. Ludlow felt that it was the brother of Jared's unprecedented faith that was so unique in this circumstance. It isn't that the Lord hadn't previously shown himself to individuals, but that he never had to show himself on the man before. Among the various possible interpretations of Ether 315, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland found this one to be the most persuasive. As a rule, prophets are invited into the presence of the Lord, are bid into his presence by him, and only with his sanction. The brother of Jared, on the other hand, stands alone then, and we assume now, and having thrust himself through the veil, not as an unwelcome guest, but perhaps, technically, an uninvited one. Obviously, the Lord himself is linking unprecedented faith with this unprecedented vision. If the vision is not unique, then it has to be the faith and how the vision is obtained. That is so remarkable. The only way this faith could be so remarkable would be in its ability to take this prophet uninvited where others had only been able to go by invitation. These and other possible interpretations are not necessarily mutually exclusive. As Elder Holland suggested, Any one or all of which may cast some light upon the larger truth of this passage. At the same time, it should be understood that none of these interpretations is yet proven. Without the clarification of additional scriptural revelation or commentary on the matter, cautioned Elder Holland, any conjecture is only that, conjecture, and as such is inadequate and incomplete. Still, the very act of pondering upon the potential meaning and significance of Ether 315 can be enlightening. Readers might meaningfully ask why Moroni included this episode in the first place. What about it was so important that he spent nearly an entire chapter discussing it, while other parts of his abridgment cover entire generations of Jaredite history in only a few verses? An important clue may be found in the next chapter, Ether 4, where Moroni recorded the Lord's invitations to Latter-day Gentiles. The brother of Jared lived before Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, And in a different part of the world. Thus, like the Gentiles, he was not of the house of Israel, and yet the Lord still offered him this profound privilege and blessing. With their shared non-Israelite status in mind, the brother of Jared can be seen as a particularly apt model of righteousness for modern-day Gentiles. The unique revelation given to this unassuming man demonstrates without question that God is no respecter of persons and that he indeed invited them all to come unto him. It also proves that God's invitation to come unto me is not merely figurative. Jesus is inviting all of us, both Jew and Gentile, to literally come into his presence. Whatever it means in Ether 3.15 that the Lord had never previously shown himself unto man, we can be confident that going forward the heavens will be open to all who, like the brother of Jared, are able to rend that veil of unbelief. We know this, for the Lord himself has promised it. And in that day that the Gentiles shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw. Thank you for listening. For more information on the Book of Mormon, visit bookofmormoncentral.org and click on the Know Why tab.